we are fortunate beyond words to be able to kick off 2020 with some terrific friends here in studio. Adam Agee and John Souza are right here. And if you have had the pleasure to hear these gentlemen perform before anywhere around Colorado, you know the virtuosity to expect. They're here to help us kick off the new year. Adam Agee and John Souza, gentlemen. Thank you. 
Tell us what we just heard. Well, we've never done quite that before. (laughs) (laughs) That was a tune that we were feeling in this moment as we were arriving here to KGNU. It's a reel called The Enchanted Lady. And I learned this through Queeving Arahala, the wonderful fiddle player in Dublin. And I love this title, The Enchanted Lady. Enchantment seems to feature largely in our imagination as we play this music and as we share it with people. So it seemed like a good one to start with. What about this evening brought you to that place? Well, it's been an enchanting evening this uh, this first day of the year, 2020, a new decade. Things are off to a really beautiful start. Good, good. Yeah. What's next? Well, what were you up to lately, John? You were... Lying in bed, I think. Before I came here? Yeah. <laughs> With Ellie, right? I was petting my cat, Ellie. Yeah. yeah. I was just kind of chilling. I've been moving rooms. Not moving house, technically, but moving rooms. So I've been doing a lot of moving things around and sorting through things and and then taking breaks and petting the cat. <laughs> dear Ellie is very dear to us. Yeah. She's a lovely feline that lives there at the Folsom Funny Farm. Yeah. <laughs> that is the legal name of John's house. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there is a, a beautiful madness that the two of you bring to the music, too, because uh, I have heard you mm-hmm. play where you are absolutely on fire and the walls are ready to burst into flames. And I've heard you, (laughs) as we just did with the Enchanted Lady, in a very sort of laid-back, relaxed sort of a manner. And and so, yeah, you you bring both types of craziness Hmm. uh, to your artistry. And thank you very much for being here. Gosh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having us, Carl. We, That's we, a high compliment, by the way, that madness. We'll try to live up to it. Well, <laughs> I, I, I believe it. I think it's an important way to, uh, to live your life. If you aren't uh, experimenting and pushing some boundaries, and if you aren't uh, willing to have people regard you as crazy on occasion, um, you're missing the magic. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's just my own personal take on it, of course. Oh, yeah. Now, people are going to have a chance to hear you in two concerts coming up at the Nomad Playhouse a little later this month. Um, and I want to make sure we talk about that several times because you absolutely, in that lovely little venue, uh, need to have a packed house of people who are uh, devoted followers and new initiates too wonderful yeah we're so excited to spread the word about this the nomad playhouse is an incredible small venue in north boulder if you haven't come across it yet it's very worth checking out it it's a historic venue mm-hmm. that was started by 
community members who wanted a space for putting on their plays and has been in recent years refurbished and is just one of our most favorite places to share our music and we've had a winter winter concert there the last two years and both times sold it out and people just turn out in numbers and it's such a warm feeling of our dear friends and and community members who come and gather in celebration of the new year of these holy nights of this sacred dark time of year and dark time exactly we get to celebrate with irish music so yes this year we've decided to open it up to two performances we'll do a saturday night as we have before on the 11th 7 p.m on the 11th and then we'll do a sunday matinee 2 p.m on the sunday and our hope there is that not only will we be able to share this concert with everyone who wants to come but we might get to share it with some young ones and as well so some some people's bedtimes is are before uh seven that night so (laughs) the little ones can come out on sunday too we hope bring bring the kids especially to the sunday show um i i am always curious how the two of you research the music that you're going to play you just talked about how uh, you'd learned tunes from other players. Is that most of the manner in which you are collecting music these days in your travels over to Ireland and going to sessions, playing with other folks? Uh, or are there are are you in libraries? How how does the music? And then of course I know you write as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, how is the music coming to you these days? What what are the productive pipelines into your your musical world Hmm. well i i spent three months in ireland this last summer adam and i were doing some touring in uh, april in europe and i just i had a wonderful time being in ennis county clare i rented a room for about two months and just was playing sessions a lot and picked up a lot of tunes that way and well, I spent a month down on the Barra Peninsula in the southwest, which is my favorite part of Ireland. <laughs> and uh, I picked up the I picked up, picked up a tune book of Richard Dwyer's. The Dwyer family sure. is a known musical. Com- right. com- the brothers all composed tunes, um, and they were from Barra. And Richard and John are still living, but we. Uh, we we learned we have learned a tune out of Richard's book that we've been loving. Sometimes we'll be driving along on tour, and uh, this past tour actually I did bring out my fiddle in the passenger seat of the car, and so I John was driving us along, and I was looking through this Richie Dwyer book, and we were picking out tunes from it. Or sometimes we'll teach each other tunes. A lot of the tunes I learn from John these days will will one of us will learn a tune and want to share it with the other. Uh, so sometimes we'll be driving to a show and just won't have an, our instruments out, but we'll teach it by singing it together and uh, imagining where the fingerings are, and then we'll get a chance to play it on yeah. our instrument once we are out of the car. Boy, that's that's an old tradition where you're processing it orally and then actually singing it and then going to play it. That's That's ancient. It is so old. It's fascinating for me to imagine as we are in the realm of performing arts, like what things do we do 
that are relatively new? And what things do we do that have been done for so many millennia? Right. And that is certainly one of them, Carl. Yeah. That yeah. here. Try doing this with your voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the which, can we launch back into some music? Yeah. I was thinking we might play something of the new E minor set we've mm -hmm. been enjoying. Mm -hmm. Wanna give that a try? Sure. Okay. And we could talk about it a little after. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to learning more. Is this fire stoked hot enough? Oh, let's we could try. Check. We could see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Scoot back here a little bit. In case in case some of you haven't been inside this studio here at KGNU, it's really cozy and we have microphones around the place and there's signs up reminding you to do different things and here's one in front of you that says breathe but not into the mic. <laughs> I guess that's like this. Is that this is that I can't I don't have my headphones on. <laughs> That's that's a great demonstration of exactly what <laughs> not shoot. to do. Okay, <laughs> on to the music. Adam A.G. and John Souza, ladies and gentlemen.
wonderful. Adam Agee and John Souza with a set of tunes from what you described as the E minor set. <laughs> so say on, tell us a little bit about that. Well, I was thinking of your question, Carl, about how we're getting tunes these days. And John was talking about our wonderful visit to Ireland back in the spring and summer. And the first tune from that set is one uh, I haven't haven't come across the name for it yet, so if any of you listeners happens to know the name of that tune, please let us know. But it's one that I was hearing played around a lot in the west, in the southwest of Ireland on our trip there, and particularly I have a fond memory of being in Baltimore, in southwest Cork, and hearing it in a session there, and that was when it... I had heard it for years, but it finally came together for me there. We were so lucky to get to go and play at the Baltimore Fiddle Fair this past May. In fact, I think that's the shirt I'm wearing. I have my <laughs> my Fiddle Fair t-shirt on. It is, it is. Oh gosh, what an incredible music gathering that Baltimore Fiddle Fair is. Tell us a little more about that. I'm really, I'm interested for purely personal reasons to hear more <laughs> about that. <laughs> Well, it's been going on a number of years now and happens in the beautiful port town of Baltimore and the incredible southwest Cork. And it is something that I've gotten to go to a number of times over the years as a listener, and I've always just been blown away by the diversity and depth of musicality represented there. It's uh, strong with fiddle focus, of course, but then there are all kinds of instruments and um, and traditions represented. People come from around the world to perform and listen. And yeah, uh, this year we just made uh, such dear friends and felt so warmly welcomed and uh, supported by the incredible musicians there and and family. May I ask you a question about the piece we just heard? Yes. The dynamics that and the range of dynamics that you put into that piece <coughs> from John's introduction to some of the very, very, very pianissimo stuff. Yes. Uh, yes. I <laughs> Tell tell me how you came up with that. Where is that in the tradition? Where is that in your own musicality? How did you put that together? I'm always mm. I'm always interested to learn the individual and the collective mind that goes into performance. Well, I would just say this: some would boot us out of the tradition if they. <laughs> <laughs> you man yeah, yeah, yeah. no the the tradition's got to grow it's oh, got to evolve i know it's it's yeah yeah there there is such a a beautiful range of strong opinion of course mm, within sure. within the tradition and well i we we make no staunch claim that what we just did was irish it involved irish elements but uh, we were just playing around with these things. <laughs> we 
we are very interested in nervous system states and the way that we can experience a wide range of nervous system states through a musical experience. And so sometimes exploring a really broad dynamic range helps to facilitate that kind of journey, I think. There are definitely uh, aspects of the Irish tradition I'm aware of that would eschew a wide dynamic spectrum in favor of other musical elements to use creatively and expressively. I can think of listening to Sean O'Reilly in his beautiful series on public radio about the musical heritage of Ireland, and he talks specifically about the Shannos tradition and how they're in many of these old singers' way of singing would not be uh, much of a dynamic arc at all. And in fact, a lot of the dramatic expression was perceived and uh, gotten through ornaments and variation in a really beautiful way. So, <laughs> but yeah, like John said, there, there, we definitely have friends who would not be into that. <laughs> but we, we find it, <laughs> we find it interesting yeah. to explore as just one of the many polarities you could explore through through any kind of artistic expression. I I found it very it it made the entire piece remarkably accessible and made me listen much more carefully as is often the case when people don't speak loudly uh -huh. uh, you know and and you have to pay attention to what's being said mm -hmm. uh lesson to me for the new year uh listen to uh the quiet piece mm -hmm. but but it it helped to accentuate the uh, the much more um, uh, forte parts of of the tune, and um, I really liked it a lot. Hmm. So, thank you for that. Thanks, Carl. Thanks, yeah. Carl. Yeah. So, the people who are going to be coming to the concert on the eleventh and twelfth, what? How should they prepare themselves to listen? to your music aside from being excited and energized and I'm going to go see my friends or I've heard these two guys are really, you know, the bomb. Let's, let's go listen to them. <laughs> How, what else would you encourage people to do um, before they're going to be spending an hour or two with you immersed in the cloak of the music? Hmm. Thanks so much for asking, Carl. It's a really important question. We recommend very strict fasting, <laughs> starting at, by today at least. That's the first of the year, and uh, only Irish butter, I'd say. Only mm -hmm. Kerrygold. Yeah, definitely. Or uh, and as best as possible. What else, John? Good, good uh, dosages of cabbage and potatoes. Maybe until... I, I am well rebuked, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> not at all, not at all, Carl. <laughs> I, I think it's a sincerely beautiful question, and I want to answer it seriously. Also, <laughs> well, no, it's it's a, just a a good repose. <laughs> uh, well, 
that's a really beautiful question. I don't think we've ever been asked that. How how would someone prepare f- for a concert experience? Because we certainly do. We yeah. certainly are in our preparation phase right now for these concerts, and we have a feeling of of great anticipation and excitement in this opportunity to to share our love and our craft so yeah i have something to say yeah like what you were saying the other day adam um because these these concerts like any concert for us is really it's a very special opportunity it's like a chance for us to share this gift of music that we love so much and it's an offering so in in some very deep and simple sense it's like we these concerts to us are offerings to our friends our fans people who love this music people who maybe have not heard this music before we always i think we always get people at the nomad and anytime we play in boulder who haven't heard us before um so i i would say like we invite our friends and fans and to come receive and to receive what we offer and as an invitation to come on a journey with us together the music takes us places and we 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 invite we just invite that that journey to journey with us you know we don't, we don't know what the show's going to look like we're still envisioning that we have some ideas and some special guests here and there but uh it's still coming together he one thing that occurs to me in terms of that invitation is it's an invitation to step out of the day-to-day, to, to uh, relax, to, to leave your cell phone at home, to, <laughs> to uh, just come and be, come as you are, come, come prepared to just, yeah, just gather in community together in a really simple old way and mm, with an open heart and a spirit of adventure maybe yeah it, well said mm-hmm. yeah well my heart is open and ready for your next offering <laughs> absolutely want to do want to do eagle's whistle sure let me tune this to you. I've got my second fiddle here in the studio. This is one that I haven't had as long, but one that's older. about a hundred years old it has this beautiful mother of pearl inlay on the back oh wow and i love its warm dark sound i have it tuned down for you fiddle players out there i've got it tuned to f sharp c sharp f sharp c sharp which before we move on to the next tune i should ask is there anything else about the e minor set that we heard earlier Mm. that we didn't close the loop on 
Hmm, don't know the name of the first tune. The second one is called The Cabin Hunter, and I got this through the playing of my dear friend Amanda Cavanaugh, wonderful uh, friend I know from the Valley of the Moon Fiddle Camp originally, but uh, she grew up in Boston, there on the East Coast, uh, had the wonderful privilege to study closely with Tommy Peoples, mm. and she has a beautiful album out called Comb Your Hair and Curl It, and she put this tune, The Cabin Hunter, down on that album, and she plays it so beautifully, it inspired me to learn it. And the last tune is one called Brendan McMahon's, that's one of the names for it, and it's one of these tunes that's just so simple, it's almost mantric, but uh, in that I find quite a drive can live in it and we we the funny story about that last tune in that e minor set is we both heard that tune this summer and like taught we were like there's this e minor tune and and i was like i forget how we discovered it's like but i had heard it in sessions yeah you heard like blackie playing it on yeah. the pipes i think yeah 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 i was just struck by it and and we were both like let's play that tune you know? so you you'd heard about it separately yeah yeah and then came together and said I've got this tune. Yeah, both yeah. of us came with enthusiasm to yeah. the other, saying, oh, there's this tune, and we've got <laughs> yeah. to play it again. Yeah. yeah. The Eagle's Whistle. Yeah. Fad an Uller. The Eagle's Whistle. An old 3-4 march, at least 300 years old.
what you said just before you launched into the tune about it being 300 years old. How did you come across that tune? Hmm. This is one for which I also have to thank the wonderful Quivin Orahala, who recorded that tune more than once, actually, but also on his album, Where the One-Eyed Man is King. And it was my fiddle student, Grace, who was really enjoying that tune. And I had heard it before, but she brought it again to my attention and said, let's learn this one. And so I did and worked on it with Grace. And then, oh gosh, it's such a simple melody, isn't it? It's just so... Uh, <laughs> it's so catchy, and actually, I play it a little differently from from how Quivin plays it. I realized later things got switched around a little bit, but we were singing it to ourselves that year. The first year I learned it around 2012, I think we were John and I were traveling in Europe, and it was just like for me anyway this kind of inward anthem because it was just running through my mind and. Humming it to ourselves in the trains and trams in Western Europe and Ireland. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to ask, and I'm I'm just crushed that we're running out of time here because I'm enjoying this so very much. But uh, tell us real quickly what 2020 holds for you in terms of travel, students, concerts, uh, collaborations. And that could take up the next hour, but uh, <laughs> we we have three minutes, more or less. Mm. Mm-hmm. You want to start us off, John? Well, we'll be, after the Nomad Theater concerts, we'll be leaving for the East Coast on January 15th for a couple weeks of touring. And it's flying into Philadelphia, all the way up to Vermont, back down to New Jersey, then back to Boston. New Jersey's John's ancestral home. Yeah. Uh, and you picked the very best time of year weather-wise to be going back. <laughs> yeah, we like risk, you know. Um, and then we'll be going, as if that's not risky enough, we'll be going to Chicago and Milwaukee and northern Wisconsin for a weekend. Hmm. And uh, for our... Sun, sun worshippers that you are. Yeah. <laughs> Which we're really excited about because that's our we we had such a great opportunity to play at the Milwaukee Irish Festival this past summer, which was the first time that brought us there musically, and we're doing a small run of gigs at the Irish American Heritage Center in Chicago. Oh, nice! Then up to Appleton, Wisconsin, for a gig, and then way up to Northern Wisconsin, Minocqua, uh, um, a nice little listening room at the Minocqua Brewing Company. If anyone from Wisconsin is listening out there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we'll be back from that in early February. We'll be home for a month and a half or so. And then we'll be leaving for Europe in where we're teaming up with a new friend from Amsterdam doing some touring in the Netherlands. And then we'll... Marco Mera. Yeah, Marco, who we met at Folk Alliance, this new friend the International Folk Alliance Conference. Beautiful musician. She has a duo project called The Lasses. Yeah. They're based in Amsterdam. So we'll be in Europe for much of April, 
a lot of, lot of the Netherlands, then on to France and Switzerland, most likely. And then we'll be spending time in Ireland and uh, doing some gigs there and seeing friends and not quite sure on the schedule. We'll be, we'll be, be, be back to the States in uh, sometime in early summer, I'd say. For the festival season. Yep. And... We're excited. Uh, I'll be I'll be getting to teach at the Rocky Mountain Fiddle Camp oh. again this summer. That happens there uh, around the around the end of July, beginning of August, and we're going to get to make our debut appearance at the Dublin Irish Festival in Dublin, Ohio, which we're quite excited for. Just after Rocky Mountain Fiddle Camp. I'll be going to the wonderful Valley of the Moon fiddle camp there with Alistair Fraser and oh wow Natalie Hawes and, and uh, delightful many wonderful will that teachers be? yeah great yeah and then come the fall it's some unknown unknown land I'm excited to be spending a lot more time in Ireland soon and we have uh, the decades stretching ahead of us it's, it bodes well that we get to play music here together and get to chat with you tonight carl on well, the first day of the year thank you for being so incredibly gracious with taking off part of your holiday and coming in just a quick reminder adam and john are at the nomad playhouse in north boulder on saturday january 11th so just 10 days from now that's a 7 p.m show with 6 30 p.m doors and a Sunday matinee show, Sunday, January 12th at 2 p.m. with a 1.30 door. And on the latter show in particular, please bring your light-footed little ones that love to dance in the aisles. Because there, I'm, I'm sure there will be opportunities. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll try a couple of reels for you. Lady Anne Montgomery and Dunrobin Castle. Kick us off there, buddy. What like um, dun, 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 dun. how about there?
Ladies and gentlemen, Adam A.G. and John Souza, gentlemen, thanks very much. And <laughs> yes, indeed. Thank you, Carol. And just a quick reminder, January 11th at the Nomad Playhouse at 7 p.m., January 12th at 2 p.m. Guys, we'll see you there. Thanks again so much.